God bless you. Do you know there's times when we can sing something and what more can you say? And where silence is the order of saying nothing but just being quiet before him in awe of all that he's done. It's an amazing God that's done so much in our lives and it's all of, of him. Praise the Lord. I want to share, in, in our home group, um, we're looking at the, the letter of 1 Peter. And there was just um, one little bit that as we were reading on Wednesday, that it, it popped into my heart and that's what I wanted to share. And it was about being the redeemed of God. Of being the redeemed. That you are redeemed. It's not a word we use very often. Um, we always used to sing out of a book called the Redemption Hymnal, a redeemed hymnal, which is lovely. It always reminded us um, when you picked it up that you were of the, a group of people called redeemed. And so, I, I, if you've got a Bible, you could turn to one Peter, one verse seventeen to twenty-one. Father, I thank you for your precious word. I thank you. Not that this is a platform to speak, Father. Worship was complete in itself, Lord. It just opened up our lives to you. Somehow we were lifted up into heavenly places. Through those lovely, lovely songs. One of which, the second of which, one of the lines was, I am redeemed. You know, we are different. There's something about the world wants us to be all the same and to be unified and uh, we're just one great group of people that accepts everyone and that we're all the same and uh, we shouldn't be judgmental or preferential in any way. Um, but in the Bible, we are, we are different. We've been made to be different. That different doesn't sort of set us apart in a... That, that, that somehow we're better, but God has made us different. We belong to a different kingdom. We've got a different king. We have part of the, the Trinity, the Holy Spirit, living within us. So we're different, not in behaviour, but we are intrinsically different. I'm not talking about how you feel. I'm talking about how you are, what God has made you. Whether our feelings and behaviour get in line with what God has done is another matter. And this lovely passage just helps us to understand. Since you call on a father who judges each man's work impartially, live your lives as strangers here in reverent fear. For you know that it was not with perishable things such as silver or gold that you were redeemed from the empty way of life handed down to you by your forefathers. Did you get that? You've been redeemed from the empty way of life that was handed down from you, for you, from you, or for you, by your forefathers. 
and you were redeemed with the precious blood of Christ, a lamb without blemish or defect. He was chosen before the creation of the world, but was revealed in these last times for your sake. Through him you believe in God, who raised him from the dead and glorified him, and so your faith and hope are in God. Since we call on a father, since we have a heavenly father, because of our father we are different, because of him we are to live as strangers, which actually means we don't belong here, really. We belong somewhere else. We belong to someone else. We have been set free. Once we did, but now no longer. Hallelujah. And there's an expectation because of that. For you know that it was not with perishable things such as silver and gold that you were redeemed from the empty way handed down to you by your forefathers. Now there's a new and living way. Because you've got a new father. Your forefathers, who you were living in a way of your forefathers, he says it was an, an empty way. It was of no real consequence or value or significance to the way you've got now, to who you are. And so we are a redeemed people, hallelujah. That's who we are. We're the redeemed of the Lord. As I thought of this, there was an, I'm good for old choruses, it's my age. We used to sing a chorus when I first saved, Isaiah 51, 11 it was. Therefore the redeemed of the Lord shall return. Yeah? And come with singing unto Zion, and everlasting joy shall be upon their heads. They shall obtain gladness and joy, and sorrow and mourning shall flee away. There was this thing about the Old Testament. They, they were redeemed people, the Israelites. And they needed to remember it. And that's why the Passover was so significant for them. Because it was the time to remember their redemption from slavery. But that was only a foretaste of the true redemption that would come from the one who was chosen before time. Because if we are redeemed, there's a redeemer. Hey, there is a redeemer. Yeah, that's another one, isn't it? Yeah. But there is a redeemer. Who redeems us. Hallelujah. 1 Timothy 2.6 says, For there is one God, one mediator between God and man, the man Christ Jesus, who gave himself a ransom for all. He was the one that redeemed me by being the ransom that took me out of slavery and brought me into freedom of what it is to be a believer you are the redeemed of the Lord does that deserve a little hallelujah or a big hallelujah it does doesn't it that's why we're a hallelujah people 
because there was one who redeemed us. We couldn't redeem ourselves. There was no way. We were dead in sin and our transgression. We were bound so much that we couldn't move. But we've been gloriously set free. Hallelujah. So tonight, we need to remind ourselves we are redeemed. And that's who you are. Who are you? Who are you? You're redeemed. Hallelujah. That just to believe that is wonderful in itself. To acknowledge the truth. This isn't some hocus pocus little thing. This is truth. It's greater than being born. It's greater than being given life. It's greater than having a soul. It's greater than anything that you are redeemed. It's greater than being British. It's greater than being out of Europe or whatever. I'm a redeemed person. Redeemed into this amazing kingdom. Redeemed into God's body. The body of Christ. We are redeemed by God. Just like Israel was redeemed from captivity in Egypt. Through the blood of a lamb that was celebrated at sacrifice. When they all got their lamb and they they made sacrifice. And because of the shed blood was on the doorposts and the lintels and the, the angel of death passed over. There was no judgment upon them. Because of the blood. God looked for the blood. He didn't look for anything about them or their past. He just looked for one thing. Was their blood applied to the lintel and the doorposts of the house? If the blood was applied, they were going to be free and they had to be ready to walk in their freedom with their cloak tucked in their belt and with their sandals on with a hastily eaten meal and they were off walking into the promised land. Hallelujah. What makes us different from all creation? You know, evolution would try and suggest that we're all just the same. We've just evolved. We're not in that sense. None of creation is redeemed but you and me. We're the redeemed of the Lord. And it says, redeemed by the precious blood of Christ, a lamb without spot or blemish. Not by any worldly thing, not by self-endeavour, not by mindfulness, not by money, these all by corruptible things. I needed something that was pure and spotless to redeem me for eternity. And God gave all he could. He gave the ultimate sacrifice. You know, the Apostle Peter, who wrote this, obviously, he knew all about the, the, the Levitical lambs. He was a witness at Calvary to the death of Jesus. Calvary was not some sort of afterthought, a panic measure of God to somehow fix things. 
He said it was determined before the foundation of the world that Christ would redeem fallen mankind. Before the world, the plan of salvation was in place that we would be redeemed. It's all part of God's master plan to have a people that are his own who would love and worship him as we've been led we would honour him with our lives and believe what he's done for us. You may wake up on a Monday morning, look in the mirror, and you think, yuck. And you look forward to the... No, I'm not looking at you and thinking you'd say yuck. <laughs> I dug a little hole for myself, didn't I? If I looked in the mirror, I'd say, yeah, let's, let's get that right. But you just think, I've got this week ahead of me and it's hard and there's all these issues around me. And somehow the fact that I'm a redeemed child of God gets pushed into the background maybe if we've got a fridge magnet maybe we need a mirror magnet that wouldn't work on a mirror we need a mirror sticker saying hey remember you're redeemed yeah and when you do that you act like you're redeemed we act like we're the redeemed the redeemed people of God Revelation 13.8 says the lamb that was slain or destined from the creation of the world. You see this Jewish Old Testament feast that they would have was a foretaste of what was to come. In both that and Calvary there was a substitution of innocent for guilty. It took precious blood, the most precious blood, the costliest blood. without blemish, perfect, without spot, sinless, dead like a lamb, meek, gentle, pure, defenseless. Oh, precious is the blood. You know, it's the only blood that we sing about. The world would think, you know, it's a bit ghoulish to be singing about blood, isn't it? Yeah? But only the church of Jesus can sing about blood with the passion and the love and the, uh, the, the understanding that his blood was shed for me that's why in a moment we're going to break bread together that we won't forget and what is the object of our redemption that we be, should be redeemed from an empty way you know in the time of the writing of this epistle, and certainly in the Old Testament, slavery was commonplace. So 1 Corinthians 6.19 says, Do you not know you were bought with a price? That's significance, because you're talking about in, in a world of slavery, you could be redeemed from being a slave by being bought with a price. So I'm no longer a slave to the way this world is. I'm no longer a slave to empty thinking. I'm no longer a slave to the king of this world, the prince of this world. I'm not. In a moment, I was gloriously set free, taken from one kingdom to another. Hallelujah. 
And all slave once bought, he belonged to his owner. By saying, I'm redeemed, I'm also saying, I belong to the one who bought me lock, stock and barrel. Out of slavery. I am his. Totally. We no longer belong, we are redeemed. We belong to a new master. And he has a claim on us to live to please him. It is who I am, redeemed, one set free from the power of sin and the penalty of death. We belong. We've come out. We're not of the world. And I was, Carol and I were were reading this morning in our devotion from Luke 24. I close with these thoughts before we break bread. He was talking about the, uh, Jesus with the disciples that he met on the road to Emmaus after the resurrection. And uh, in verse 30, uh, they hadn't realised it was Jesus, you know, that he just came alongside them and they were just chatting. And they were saying, oh, don't you know what's happened in Jerusalem? And they said, well, well, tell me what's happened, you know. Just playing them along a little bit, getting them to talk and to the reason and then he was going as though he was not going to stay and they said oh please stay because he'd opened up all the scriptures and it was wonderful their hearts were burning within them and uh, so he said oh okay I'll stay with you and they he, this is they, they were sitting at the table stay with us for it is nearly evening the day is almost over so he went in stay with them when he was at the table with them he took bread, bread and gave thanks Break it and began to give it to them. Then their eyes were open and they recognised it was him. There's something about what we're just about to do. When we break bread and we're participating in something that's about redemption and all of a sudden the reality of Jesus becomes so real and powerful that he's alongside us this holy communion with him not doing bread and wine as we do it there's a revelation there's a revelation of of his and uh, also in verse 35 when they'd returned back um, to the uh, disciples then the two of them told what had happened on the way and how Jesus was recognised by them when he broke bread. There's something about this redemption and the one who who redeemed us that when we break bread, just as when in the Old Testament they celebrated the Passover, that he comes in a really special way. And we recognise him for who he is. We recognise him in his, his glory. And so... I just pray, we're going to sing a song and uh, I'm going to pray and then we're going to break bread. But we do, that it, it, it comes in a special way to, to his redeemed people. Yeah. Father, I want to thank you for this really holy moment. Father, we, we need you alongside us. We need our, maybe our hearts have been warmed by the word and the worship.
But Father, we need more than warm hearts. We need to recognize you. We need to touch you. We need a fresh revelation of just your amazing love that the Lamb who was slain has now risen and he's among us. So Father, please, touch our lives afresh. In Jesus' name, Amen.